Every few hours the captain took the launch in towards the bank, and the monotonous voice of the man with the sounding chain quickened. He stood up and shouted the depths. The launch, overloaded with thirty people, men, women, and children with their goods, bumped in the brown river water, swung on to the mud and off again. With the threshed foam at her stern, she was like a mongrel, worrying a dirty mat. Then she quieted, and the shadow of the forest walls slid over her noiselessly, cool and green like an awning. These stops were made to collect wood for fuel. Since there were thousands of miles of trees, you stopped, landed, and took what you liked. A mulatto came up to Gilbert Phillips and asked, "'Where are you going?' Phillips did not understand Portuguese. He turned to his companion, the only other Englishman on the launch. He was squatting beside Gilbert Phillips and stared up from under his furry black brows before he replied. The mulatto gazed over their bodies very slowly. His eyes were like a pair of warm, lazy, curious flies, impersonally moving over the two Englishmen. Rubber? inquired the mulatto. Coffee? Cotton? The accent in these parts was different from the accent in his country on the timber station a thousand miles to the south, Johnson said. At first he had difficulty. The speech was thick and crumbling. No, he said, not rubber, nor coffee, going very far up the river. The mulatto considered them. The curiosity of his eyes made their white alien skin itch. Evangelicals, he suggested. Johnson laughed aloud at this, then stopped short because he saw by Phillips's astonishment that this was his first laugh for several days. He thinks we're missionaries, Harry Johnson said. That was a near one, Gilbert Phillips said, by which he meant that it was near because Johnson's father had been a missionary. The puzzled mulatto smiled, Like many of the other passengers, he was barefooted and had sores between his fingers, some in dirty bandages, the wounds of love. He was a frank man with long, loose arms and big hands, dressed like the rest in a greasy cotton suit. Very far up the river, he delicately suggested, there was gold. So then Johnson recited to him the formula they had fallen into for all questioners. They were going very far up the river, not this river, but another one, beyond the falls, to shoot tigers. It was useless to tell people they were going on a party of exploration. This would sound incomprehensible, become mysterious, and therefore suspicious. The two Englishmen wanted to be left alone.